You're listening to the Liberty News Radio Network, and this is the Political Cesspool. The Political Cesspool, known across the South and worldwide as the South's foremost populist conservative radio program, and here to guide you through the murky waters of the Political Cesspool is your host, James Edwards. Are doing our Charlottesville retrospective a week early because next week at this time, which would be the actual to the day anniversary of Unite the Right, we'll be at the American Renaissance Conference. Not only will be will we be broadcasting live from the event, I will have just uh, given a talk at the event, and uh, we hope that there are still tickets available. If you want to come, go to amren.com, and we'd love to meet you. I know a lot of people. Four TPC listeners have emailed me letting me know that they will be there, and I can't wait to uh, shake your hand, maybe even give you a hug. I'll probably give you a hug uh, in the person, and we're going to have a great weekend together. Keith Alexander, yeah, that's a bonus you don't even know about. Keith Alexander will be there, too, so you're going to meet both of us if you can get to the American Renaissance Conference one week from tonight, August the 12th, 2023. Uh, so like that- Batman and Robin. <laughs> Uh, so that is uh, why we didn't do the Charlottesville anniversary on the anniversary itself next week, because we'll be at Amron. We'll be broadcasting live, talking to different people and speakers who were there and sharing with you all of the uh, good news uh, that uh, can be found from the floor of that particular event. But another reason is uh, we had to work in this. Uh, we were going to spend the full three hours uh, on of the show tonight on Charlottesville, but we had to cut an hour off because... Trump has been arrested again. Now, it happens pretty often these days, but whatever it does, we have to spend time on it. And again, we go back to our friend Brad at Occidental Descent. Brad writes, while Donald Trump ran for president in 2016 and 2020, we have never had a presidential election where the leading opposition candidate is facing spending the rest of his life in prison. This has also never happened before in a political atmosphere as charged and as polarized as this one. Donald Trump, by the way, is currently polling better than ever against Joe Biden. Never before did he lead Biden in uh, the system polls in 2020. He is leading Biden now as we sit tonight in the general election. And he only lost by a few thousand votes in the swing states, which he should have lost decisively. So as things stand today, We're looking at Trump winning the Republican nomination and being convicted by a Washington, D.C. jury of multiple felonies and being sent to prison during the 2024 election cycle. And when that happens, he will be leading Biden in the polls. This is on track, Brad Rice, to become the biggest election cluster, you know what, in American history, worse than 2020, worse than 2000, worse than, uh, worse than 1876, worse than 1824. No one who is behind has ever had his rifle incarcerated. No one who is ahead has ever campaigned from behind bars. We're driving straight off the cliff. Keith, this is unprecedented in American history. You do not know, none of us know what's coming next year, except for the fact is nobody has ever seen it before, not any American who has ever lived going back to the 1700s. Let's break this down based on what the prosecutions are, where they are, 
where they are are in Democratic strongholds like Atlanta, Georgia. Well, we're not even there. Yeah, I, I correct you. We're not even there yet. He is facing another indictment in Atlanta that hasn't even come forth yet. Well, every place they've chosen to indict him in is a Democratic stronghold where they can basically uh, not only indict but convict a ham sandwich, to use that old uh, legal saw about uh, the power of a prosecutor. They are going to get some guilty verdict if they take this thing to trial. It doesn't matter what they prove in court. Uh, but what this whole procedure is showing is the weakness of our trial by jury system. It's part of our Anglo-Saxon heritage. And the fewer Anglo-Saxons you have in the jury pool, the less well trial by jury works. And that's what they're proving here. Uh, this is something that we need to focus on because uh, they have, they, they, there needs to be a, a loosening up of the change of venue rules, the, the, the basic uh, law regarding recusal of judges and changes of venue uh, are being manipulated to the favor, uh, in the favor of Trump's enemies, the left. And what they're doing is they are convincing rank-and-file people, not only in America but all over the world, of the corruptness that is inherent in American, in present-day America and the uh, legal system. The legal system is not going to provide a fair forum for Donald Trump in these prosecutions, and they know it, and they're doing this because they want to discourage people from challenging the system as it is. They basically want you to forget all about First Amendment rights, rights of freedom of assembly, things like this, freedom of association, and basically just cower while we let them get among the business of getting us into a nuclear war and all sorts of other ill-advised adventures that the left, the neocons, and Jewish power and influence have in store for the American people. The American people are, and, and other thing about this that we need to bring up is that all of these multiple prosecutions are having the desired effect. They are money-whipping Donald Trump. Donald Trump is one of the richest people in America, but even he cannot stand up to this constant barrage of uh, lawfare, warfare, by legal uh, uh, process, which is going on here against him. Uh, the people of America need to realize that it's just like the people that are being hunted down for merely being, you know, in Washington, D.C. or uh, in the Capitol in January the 6th, and also the people that just happen to be participating, regardless of how blameless their behavior was at Charlottesville in the Tiki Torch march that preceded the uh, main event, which was the following day. You have people on the left who are, are vindictive, and they are horrible people. And they're proving this not only to people on the right, but pe normal people anywhere and people overseas. People overseas are commenting about this. I've was listening to some British commentator here recently talking about what a farce the American system of justice is now and pointing to Trump's multiple prosecutions. 
Well, forget about all of the, uh, you know, Charlottesville seems quaint now compared to where we are now. Donald Trump, I, I forget how many felony counts he's facing now. I believe it's either 75 or 79, depending on if you add the most recent four to the lot. But he's facing 450 years in prison total. Uh, he could face a maximum of 55 years in prison. Now, for a guy who's in his 70s, that's a lifetime sentence. He could face a maximum of 55 years in prison if convicted on all of the charges in just the most recent indictments. Conspiracy to defraud the United States, conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding, obstruction of an official proceeding, and conspiracy against rights. Whatever the hell that means, he's facing 55 years, and he's going to be, well, I'll tell you who his judge is, and Keith Alexander will weigh in on that. What in the hell is going on, folks? We'll try justice. To- <laughs> It is just us, J-U-S-T-U-S. We'll be right back. Antelope Hill Publishing is America's leading publisher of dissident books, bringing you a wide variety of new translations and original works on every subject from the Spanish Civil War to the funding behind the transgender movement. Antelope Hill publishes books that mainstream publishers won't touch, full of information that challenges the political status quo and brings real culture to the reading public at an affordable price. If you count yourself as a political dissident, then you owe it to yourself to check out the Antelope Hill catalog with exclusive offerings like Rebel Mountain by Kurt Eggers, a brand new reprint of the infamous You Gentiles by Marie Samuel, and now the treatise of a January 6th prisoner in the American regime... There is something there for everyone, and new titles are added every month. Check out the complete catalog today at antelopehillpublishing.com. That's antelopehillpublishing.com. I'm James Edwards, and I want you to check out antelopehillpublishing.com. In Message 1, we said that Satan, the father of lies, John 8:44, gave the left evil, spiritual power the more they used the lies. The political left today is the beast. Now the Bible confirms that the dragon gave him, the beast, his power. Revelation 13, 2. The extra evil spiritual power that comes from the beast by their lying is what accounts for the string of the leftist criminals in the government that have never yet been prosecuted. It also explains why American capitalists support communism in the 21st century. Note 1 that behavior of capitalist was predicted by Vladimir Lenin, a cell of the beast. Note two, Henry Ford was a capitalist and he would have never gone communist. The difference between Ford and the present day end time capitalists is that Ford was born and educated in the kingdom of Christ, 19th century America, the new Jerusalem, Revelation 21. All right, uh, Donald Trump arrested again. This man cannot stop getting arrested. It is all trumped up charges to use. Uh, no pun, pun intended. <laughs> or maybe perhaps pun intended. But in light of Charlottesville, it follows the logical traje- uh, trajectory. He's facing. Um, look, I looked at the calendar of when he's due in court for these almost now. It's hard to keep up with how many different court appearances he's got for how many different charges and how many different venues. But I looked at the Donald Trump court calendar 
versus the uh, Republican primary calendar, and it's like every other event is one or the other. You got the the first Republican debate, then Trump's uh, to appear in court. Then you've got this and that and the Iowa caucuses and then Trump's in court and then another primary and Trump's in court. It is unbelievable. And it's also unbelievable that uh, to think that Trump will not be convicted somewhere on at least one of the charges. I think he's at more than 70 at the moment that have been lodged against him. And more are coming, by the way, in Georgia. There are only so many bullets he can dodge. But what we were saying before the break is that, Keith, in the most serious of charges, which were the ones that he caught just last week in relation to the January 6th situation, uh, he has been assigned to U.S. District Judge Tanya Chutkin, who is described by the Associated Press as the toughest punisher of January 6th cases. She has placed all defendants in all cases behind bars. And that, of course, seems par for the course when it comes to justice in Washington, D.C. But interestingly, Keith, you have a black woman here, Tanya Chutkin, a black woman who was born in Jamaica who is going to be trying the former president of the United States and the current frontrunner for 2024 he is beating biden in the polls as we sit tonight well it's the perfect storm that is developing here because like you said out of 75 shots you're going to hit with one of them okay and one of them takes one of them puts him behind bars much less two or three or 20 or 30 or 40 and also with every prosecution or with every indictment every charge that is leveled against him his popularity among his base increases okay so the more they the more they go after him, the more people will support him in that are Republicans, and they're hoping that that happens because then they want to once they get him prosecuted successfully on let's say one charge, they're going to say he's disqualified to run, and they're hoping that the Republicans are going to vote for him and make him their nominee. Well, that will bring about a true constitutional crisis in the United States that can only be resolved by the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court will have to get over their shyness about getting involved in election uh, affairs to handle this. If they don't, and they basically are able, based on some judge like this Tanya Chumpkin or whatever her name is, uh, her, her decision... They're basically going to allow the left to steal the election from the Republicans. Keith, and that's what that, that's a what black woman born is. in Jamaica trying the current front runner of the presidency to put him away to where he cannot serve. What's I mean, wrong this with is this where picture? we're at. This yeah. is where we what, are. What's at. wrong with this picture? That's what she said. You know, she does not sound like she's a member of America's founding stock and she has no experience that would have justified her being elevated to the federal bench. What do you this, think her IQ, what, if you had to guess, what do you think her IQ is? Under 100, okay? <laughs> and she basically should have at least What do you think Katanjay Brown Jackson's is? Uh, probably in the same neighborhood, okay? See, this is, this is what has happened because of affirmative action. We just had this affirmative action decision. Well, we've had about 70 years, or let's say uh, 50 years of affirmative action. It started in 69. And, you know, what has happened is that we've continued to basically... Are you being magnanimous when you say under 100? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. But see, what is happening is 
We get unqualified people into positions of power and authority, and this is what happens. She's going to be the one who decides whether or not, in this particular case, I know he's facing several others, whether or not he can run for president. And I mean, and I don't even know. I mean, I haven't looked into it. What what constitutional crisis are we looking at if the man who is elected as president of the United States is incarcerated and serving as a uh, behind uh, terms, by, uh, time behind bars as a felon. I mean, he's going to be disqualified unless the Supreme Court reverses what Tanya does or what. But one see, of her even does. In, you know, as we said tonight, you couldn't have imagined it in uh, on this date six years ago. What was coming up in Charlottesville? As much as we can sort of anticipate it now, what could happen between now and next year? We can't even really imagine what's going to happen when the president or the front runner. For half the country is put behind bars and, and rendered ineligible from uh, well, being able to serve because of these completely, specious, completely politically motivated charges. And I not got, only that, th- these charges are not well, well, major I, I, felonies. I, 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 this, this is record keeping and record retention that is being. You remember Winkin, Blinken, and Nod? Yeah, right. This is Secretary Anthony Blinken. <laughs> Anthony Blinken, excuse me. He wrote this, and I sent it out to our email group. The, the usual suspects, the regular guests on TPC that I have an email uh, list with. Anthony Blinken wrote just yesterday on August the 4th, the United States strongly condemns Russia's conviction of opposition leader Alexei Novaini on politically motivated charges. The Kremlin cannot silence truth. Novaini should be released. Navalny but, is how you Navalny. So they're saying that he, you know, uh, what, whoever he is and whatever's going on, that they do not su- support uh, politically uh, uh, politically motivated charges. What? Uh, well, I mean, what are you? Ta- that's exactly what you're doing. That's talk, exactly what you're doing. Talk about the pot calling the kettle black. I think that Russia's judicial system has to be more fair couldn't and more worse. just it couldn't be than worse. what we have going on in America today. And as you've pointed out numerous times, James, this just points to the great divide between America's populace now. I, I, I think, too, Keith, I got to say, I don't want to take credit. I don't want to be a martyr. I don't want any undue sort of recognition. But that disastrous case that I had against the Detroit news where it was a slam dunk libel thing and they said well yeah yeah it, it is textbook libel but then you got to consider uh aesop's fables and so therefore we rule against edwards and i was the well, plaintiff you know, of that what, game. What, I mean, this, 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 that what that was that was 2016 2017 and now i mean it's all accelerated that's just one minor well, example know, that that all started though this going beyond starry decisis former case presidents or statutory construction or constitutional uh, legislative history or legislative history for law uh, statutes. All of that started with Brown versus Board of Education. They could not find a case precedent that did not support retaining segregated schools. Somebody they just not- sent in an email. Trump is facing over 75 felonies and 450 years in prison. Yeah, he's going to be like James Field. He and James Field will be cellmates. They'll be in there for 400 (laughs) years. They're going to keep their bodies in there after they die. But, see, what happened in Brown versus Board of Education is that the court decided to go outside of due process. Due process says that there's a certain way for determining these cases, and 
they abandoned stare decisis. They abandoned statutory construction. They abandoned legislative history. And they decided they would depend it on some black sociologist uh, half-baked scheme of sociology experiments, the so-called doll experiments. That's what they based the case that basically ruined public education in America in 1954 and ever since then. Compare our public education system then in 1954 with what it is today. There's no comparison. But see, it's so much better back then than it is now. Uh, now it doesn't even qualify as a babysitting service. It, you know, nobody's learning in most public high schools in America today. Uh, they're getting indoctrination, not education. Well, that's the same thing that happened in James's case when they decided to re rely on Aesop's fables to decide a <laughs> Instead case. Instead of case precedent and the textbook definition of libel, I might add, you and know, it was a binding precedent on the lower courts in the state of Michigan. And again, who are the people that did it? I think you had a three panel, a three judge panel. It was uh, all, believe, all Jews and blacks. No, no, yeah, that's right. Exactly, that's, that's what it was. All Jews and blacks. People that have no sense of investment in our uh, institution or our consti uh, constitution. Uh, they have, you know, they basically despise the founders of America because none of them were Jewish. Well, they certainly black. knew who to rule for and that, who to decide for in that case because the representation of the defendants in that case uh, was the most prominent Jewish firm in Michigan. So anyway. And, but, uh, and I think that the, uh, the, the newspaper got some type of award. You know, the, the, actual, the actual columnist who libeled me got a Martin Luther King Freedom Award from Jesse Jackson, who actually traveled to Detroit to present it to him personally. We'll take a break. That's all. What a crazy world we live in. I'm not, I'm not bitter about it at all. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News. I'm Jerry Barmash. A federal judge is giving former President Trump until Monday to respond to special counsel Jack Smith's motion for a protective order. Smith filed the motion Friday night after Trump posted on Truth Social, if you go after me, I'm coming after you. The post appeared one day after Trump was indicted on four counts related to his alleged efforts to overturn the 2020 presidential election. Smith wrote in his filing that public posts by the former president about the case could have a harmful chilling effect on witnesses or adversely affect the fair administration of justice. The former president has until 5 p.m. Eastern to respond. I'm Julie Ryan. Sixteen people are injured after a Greyhound bus overturned on I-75 in Georgia. The accident happened on the southbound side of the interstate near Forsyth, about an hour south of Atlanta. The accident remains under investigation. A Texas judge is ruling in favor of a group of women and their doctors who sued the state over its abortion ban. The Travis County judge on Friday temporarily blocked Texas officials from enforcing the state's abortion ban against women who have pregnancy complications. A massive operation that authorities say made billions of spam calls 
is hit with a major fine. The largest robocall network that the United States has ever investigated is accused of calling over a half billion phone numbers during just three months in 2021 making more than 5 billion calls for auto warranty scams. The FCC has fined the operation a record $300 million for violating U.S. telecom laws. I'm Jeremy Scott. The daughter of the late Lisa Marie Presley is now the sole trustee of her mother's estate. A Los Angeles judge approved Riley Keough as head of what the family calls the Promenade Trust. Lisa Marie Presley died on January 12th at the age of 54. This is USA News. Have you ever noticed that when the afternoon light hits your floors, you can see everything, including dust? So much dust. And that floor dust gets kicked up into the air, compromising the quality of air you and your family breathe. Swiffer Heavy Duty Sweeper is the fast and easy way to clean your floors with ultra-thick pads that trap and lock dust before it gets in the air. Just a couple minutes a day. And dust is gone. Swiffer Heavy Duty Sweeper. (sighs) Proud partner of the American Lung Association. Don't miss the final days of of end-of-season deals during the truckload event at Lowe's. Right now, save on major appliances and get an additional 10% off in-store clearance appliances. Plus, take up to 25% off select storage totes like the Project Source Commander Tote. Just $11.98 was $15.98. Find big savings now. Lowe's knows savings. Lowe's knows home improvement. Vow through 8-9. Exclusions apply. While supplies last. Selection varies by location. See Lowe's.com for details. Well, welcome back, everybody. So, again, going back uh, to our friend Brad Griffin, he writes, In the 2016 election, we have the chance to shake up our politics and blow up the conservative establishment by voting for Donald Trump. In this sense, we were successful. In the 2020 election, we had the chance to deliver a verdict on Trump's presidency and the direction he wanted to go in in his second term. Brad, speaking for himself, says, I wasn't impressed. I chose to set out the election. But in the 2024 election, a vote for Trump has essentially become a self-destruct button. A vote for Trump is a vote to blow up the country by igniting a constitutional crisis. It is a vote to bring the unfolding, uh, unfolding crisis to a climax. After January 6th, the Democrats will never accept the legitimacy of a Trump victory and presidency. The deep state will never accept a Trump presidency in light of its threats Trump supporters will never accept the legitimacy of his incarceration or removal from office as a result of the witch hunt. Policy has nothing to do with this forthcoming election. It's not going to be a normal election or a normal presidential term. No one is going to vote for Mike Pence or Tim Scott. No one is going to take the off-ramp. All of the polarization and animosity that has been building up for decades is about to boil over. Resolution is what this election is about. Objectively, events are moving at a faster pace than ever. If ever there was going to be a crack up of the system, we're closer to that point now than ever before. We've never seen anything like this before. Trump isn't running for re-election with the same mindset that he had in either 2016 or 2020. The stakes are much higher. He's facing several lifetimes in prison. By nearly every metric, Keith, we're objectively in the vortex of a major historical crisis, and events are moving rapidly apace. 
Well, let me predict what is, you know, predicted to happen, what the left is counting on, okay? They're counting on the fact that they will increase his uh, following among Republicans and among conservatives with every prosecution they initiate against him. Now, <clears throat> they know that if they get him convicted on even one of these charges, all of which are supposed felonies, they're felonies. felonies, yeah, he will be disqualified as a convicted felon from being president. So they're planning on... Felons him. can't even vote. Right, yeah. So well, at least in some states. Well, what's going to happen, it's all going to fall in the lap of the Supreme Court. Now, if the Supreme Court does not support Trump, guess what? As soon as Biden or whoever the Democratic candidate is gets in power, and if they also get control of the House of Representatives and the Senate, the first thing they're going to do is pack the Supreme Court and dilute the conservative Well, they've already said they're going to put 50 Katanje Brown Jacksons or ja Jackson Browns. But let's follow this thread out, though. Let me follow this thread All out. Right. Here's what's happening. They basically are assuming that if, let's say that there is an off-ramp. They decide that the, the Republicans decide instead we're going to have Ron DeSantis. Well, that's going to That's just, not happening. That's that got, well, happening. if it does happen. But it won't. But, but if it, it does happen, it here's what's going to happen. It won't and it can't. Here's what is going to happen then. A lot of Trump supporters are going to be disgruntled, and they're going to stay at home, or they're going to vote for third-party candidates. Happen. So consequently, that's another scenario in which the Republicans lose. And see, and you're right, everybody with the exception of DeSantis and Trump are a bunch of losers. Well, DeSantis isn't going anywhere. I think he could compete in a normal political climate but this is abnormal and and and, and, uh, and there's no way the thing is well, what they me, will I gotta do, ask they you a question I gotta ask you a question I gotta ask you a question this is your question to answer Trump according to the systems polls never led Hillary Clinton in 2016 and he never led Biden in 2020 but he is leading Biden now what do you think that portends and what do you make of that well I think it's all a bunch of hoo-ha. I don't think so. Because I think this doesn't matter what the real results of the election are going to be. The left has already cheated their way to, into the presidency at 2020. Why would they give it up now? The Republicans and the conservative uh, mainstream media, despite all of this talk. So people, why would the controlled media... Even present the fact that Trump is leading. They never presented it well, against, that, 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 in either of the last two elections. They love for the conservatives to feel feckless and without any hope or without any, it doesn't matter what the polls say. It doesn't matter what the, the election is. All right, all right. You know they're going to let the every. It's like uh, Paul Simon said in the Ms. Robinson song: "Laugh about it, shout about it. When you have to choose, any way you look at it, you lose." That's what they want. The American people the good American people, the people that are not Marxists, and basically to support the Democrats. Now, you have to be a Marxist, a cultural Marxist or a communist, basically. And those people are in charge. They want them to know, they want the rest of the country to know they're large and in charge, and you can run, but you can't hide. They're going to win the thing. 
they will cheat. Let's say that DeSantis did become the president, uh, the the candidate of the Republicans, and actually won the election. They wouldn't. They would cheat, make right. him look like a loser, and they would say, "Well, that's because of disaffected Trump loyalists. Get over it." And now we're going to basically go about, uh, you know, stripping the hide off of all of you people out there that are traditional they Americans. They think that's what's going to happen. That, that's what they intend to happen. By nearly every metric, as Brad Griffin wrote, we're objectively in the vortex of a major historical event. All right, so here, here are a few things that are going on right now as we sit here this evening on the first weekend of August. 2023, the former president and leading presidential candidate of 2024 is being indicted over and over and arrested over and over. Um, that's what's happening. The biggest land war in Europe since World War II has broken out and could potentially spiral out of control at any moment. Normies have radicalized over the course of the past three years under Joe Biden. Most people in the country now expect expect a civil war to happen within their lifetimes and polarization is the, is off the sh- uh, the charts so what happen then so america is heading into an abyss in the 2020s that will destroy the post world war ii order and brad griffin we go back to him now he writes that he can easily imagine three scenarios which could bring about the climax something happens on the ground in Ukraine, or possibly Taiwan, that triggers a war between NATO, which is essentially Washington, D.C., and Russia and China. Trump is convicted and incarcerated and in prison before the 2024 election. And the 2024 election uh, ends up being really close, and one side feels cheated and rebels. And that's not even to account for the total economic collapse, which I think is very, very, very realistic. The bottom line is, Keith, the system is destabilizing it's losing, it's losing its legitimacy. Millions of people, the tens of millions of people who voted for Trump are poised for revolutionary change. It still feels like it's taking forever to get there, but like uh, the folks uh, in Pompeii, while Vesuvius was tremoring and hemorrhaging slow, slow and all of that, it didn't blow the top until it yeah, did, but... and then it happened very uh, gradually and then all at once. Well... Let's look again at what's going on. Let's say that you have irreconcilable differences. Uh, Whoever wins is not accepted by one half of the country. Well, in situations like that, in coup d'etats, the side that has the military under their control is generally the side that prevails. Well, the left, under Obama, started filling up the military with soy boys, homosexuals, sexual perverts of variety of stripes and they've driven out the real warriors that used to predominate in the military so they have the military but what a military they've got now what is going to happen if that happens you know it's just, that the thing is ah uh, you know, they will have the military, they will have the firearms and whatnot, but on the other hand... On the I, other hand, as Yamamoto said, behind every blade of grass is a citizen with a rifle. Yeah, well, not every blade of grass, but behind every tree there is a, a deer hunter with a rifle, is what I said, I believe. But see, what is going to happen is, you know, are we going to have... Uh, you're not going to see a gray army lined up against a blue army with, uh, you know, p- fighting according to the uh, rules of war. 
Uh, I don't know what will happen. Well, I know we've guerrilla seen what will happen. Or, we've or seen will it, it in just Ireland? be passive resistance? It's going to be a, a, it's going to be fought neighbor by neighbor and house by house, and that's what's coming. And that's what's been thrust upon us. We didn't want it. We don't want it. And the only but group, that's what's coming. And the only group that can take us out of it is the Supreme Court. And will the Supreme Court grow a set to uh, use a, a, a you know a, a slang phrase? And actually act this time where they, before in 2020, they had all sorts of opportunities to take up a challenge to the election, but they refused to do it. All right. Uh, our last break of the evening. We were going to spend it all on Charlottesville, but uh, we've carved out an hour to talk about the most recent indictment and uh, charges against Donald Trump and their ramifications. That's what we're talking about now. Next week, we'll be in Nashville at the American Renaissance Conference. Stay tuned. Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white, anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our Southern merchandise, from flags to t-shirts to artwork. At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Rebs gun and leather shop. That's DixieRepublic.com, where you can meet all of your Southern needs. While you're waiting, drop by our Confederate corner for a free cup of coffee and good conversation. Remember, there are no strangers here, just friends who haven't met yet. Dixie Republic, we're not just a roadside attraction, we're a destination for our people. For more information, visit DixieRepublic.com. Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements, too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I look, I don't even know what to make of this uh, here. What I'm about to tell you. Uh, here we are. The more you stir it, the more it stings, right? <laughs> We're broadcasting live tonight, and there's one arbiter of rankings that exist that tells you who's the most popular in terms of online audience, and I don't know what their metrics are or how they come to these conclusions, but Keith and I were just looking in the last break, and uh, we rank pretty highly tonight, actually very highly tonight in terms of those who are tuned in live as we broadcast this evening. Uh, we rank one position lower than Ben Shapiro's rebroadcast. And two positions higher than Mark Levin. <laughs> but one position higher than a man who I have no business ever ranking higher than. One man who I am embarrassed 
However they came to these conclusions, I am embarrassed to rank higher than Cousin Brucey's Saturday Night. Yep. I don't know how it can't be true. I don't want it to be true that we could have a bigger audience than Cousin Brucey. But uh, Cousin Uh, Brucey. And nothing is sacred if that happened. (laughs) I don't even want to be that big if that's the case. But uh, Cousin Brucey has the best intro music of any radio personality in the history of the world. Now, Keith, you're not going to give it away and tell him who it is, but we're going to play Cousin Brucey's intro music tonight because we are ranked in the same breath as he by some standard of metric, by some we're organization. Ahead of him. I don't ever want you to say that again. <laughs> <laughs> but this is, he has better intro music than us. That much I can tell you. And here it is. Go, go. Now, maybe Rick from South Brooklyn, uh, who is tuned in tonight, as he always is, maybe he'll know the significance of that particular intro. Uh, But nevertheless, I don't know. There has to be a miscalculation. In no righteous world will we ever be ranked ahead of Cousin Brucey, whether it's his rebroadcast or whatever the fact is going on. Uh, I don't want it to be, but uh, we're doing the best we can, are we not, Keith? I mean, we try to give him a good show. Well, I tell you what. It, we don't uh, have intro music it, like it, that, It's sobering to us to be ahead of Cousin Brucey. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we still don't believe it, but uh, anyway. <laughs> but, there, are fi- <laughs> there are fires everywhere, and smoke is everywhere, and we seem to be sitting on top of uh, Mount Vesuvius, but it hasn't exploded yet. And but, we're not in Gulf Fire yet. Well, that's what the people of Pompeii thought, too. In that's right. Well, I believe we're going to see a similar event here in the next uh, near term. Is it possible to tune out and enjoy the last few months of normalcy? Well, uh, why do we expect a big event to happen? Well, not the least of which is the fact that one half of the country is arresting the front runner of the uh, presidency of the other half of the country and, and seeking to disqualify him as contending. But if the past is prologue, again, our amateur historian, he's really more of a historian than the actual historians, Brad Griffin. The past is prologue, we're due for a major upheaval, which seems to happen every 75 to 80 years in American history, which is the span of the time between the American Revolution and the war between the states, the Great Depression and World War II. The sheer radicalism of the social atmosphere and paranoia and the deep distrust of government has reached a level only seen in the 1760s and 70s. And the 1860s, sure, as we said here tonight, nothing truly spectacular has happened as of yet. But I think you feel Charlottesville, Trump, the tremors, the fissures, they're coming. And as bad as the riots and the bombings and the assassinations of the 1960s and early 70s were, you still had a lot of World War II veterans. The media was still powerful enough to bring down Richard Nixon. The government was trusted in a way, and the media was trusted in a way that just isn't true anymore. And it cannot be trusted enough, uh, stressed enough that the, the so-called greatest generation, they're dead now. No one alive today has experienced a major war, which makes a, a thing like that 
far more likely to happen. War itself is cyclical. We're due for a major war, not a sideshow war like the war on terror. The people in charge of the Biden administration have already started a war, whether we know it or not. There's a lack of trust in the institutions. But you know what, James? I do. I could go on and on and on, Keith, for all the reasons we're building up to something that is absolutely unprecedented in American history. I could go on and on and on. Because of this, I don't think the Chinese or the Russians will press the button or pull the trigger on a nuclear war, they're waiting for us to implode spontaneously here. That's right, and they should, because here we are. We're, we're at a point. How late is the date? We're at a point now where huge, and I'm, by huge, I mean at least half the country, huge swaths of the population have lost full confidence in the media, the government, the military, federal law enforcement, the judicial system, and elections themselves. I mean, how radical is that? Well, I, the academies, the churches, uh, you know, uh, the media, any institution, the entertainment industry, all of this is coming to a point, fine point. And what has happened is that now normal people know that the left hates their guts and they finally decided to return the favor. And now you've got two, a polarized electorate. And you've got a polarized nation geographically between red states and blue states. What is going to happen? I don't know. What I do think is that if somehow Trump or DeSantis wins the election, you're going to find groups like you can California. You can DeSantis out of it. Out of, out okay, well, I like some of the stuff he does. I'm not going to lie and tell you I don't. I do. Well, he's, the, he only, he's the only right one that now. has, you know... There's there's an outside chance he could be the nominee. There's no chance that Mike Pence, Tim Scott, or Nikki Haley is going to be the nominee, okay? But nonetheless, you're liable to get people in California, in Massachusetts, in the Acela Corridor on the East Coast and the whole West Coast who want to secede. And if they do, the people in red state America need to jump on the opportunity and say, don't let the door hit you in the ass when you leave. Uh, Keith, you are wearing salmon shorts and uh, a, a white uh, striped shirt and a Mississippi Rebel hat tonight. Uh, would you want to comment on that hat? Well, I got it free. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, you are you a Mississippi Rebel? Uh, I am a graduate of Ole Miss Law School, and I go down to the games basically to socialize with old friends. I'm glad you're wearing the salmon shorts tonight instead of your seersucker because it's far too hot to be wearing any sort of long sleeve or long pant. Yeah, that's right. And I've got on white socks, too. Like a, <laughs> and, well, What's that song? Rednecks, white socks, and blue ribbon beer. He, he, he's got um, he's got white socks on with his, what, what, what do we call that, penny loafers? No, tassel loafers. Tassel. tassel. Now, let me, now I'm going to return the favor. What is James wearing? He is the original pajama boy. He's dressed in his pajamas. He's got pajama pants. He's got on a knit shirt, and he's barefoot. Uh, and that's it, man. And he's got a pair of glasses that have uh, tape holding them together. Well, it's electrical tape. My, da- <laughs> My daughter actually broke these earlier today. My three-year-old broke them. And uh, you got to use what you can in well, times of prices. I, I, don't, I don't know who qualifies as the <laughs> greatest affront to uh, style and uh, <laughs> uh, fashion. but uh, Well, we uh, found some 
electrical tape, but not just the black electrical tape that you might anticipate. We found yellow electrical tape in the garage. And thankfully, it was enough to get me through the show tonight. But these are actually jogging pants. I mean, look, you got to be comfortable when you're going into war. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> James, James is one of these guys that never gets out of his pajamas all day long. <laughs> I'm like Hugh Hefner in that regard. <laughs> but anyway, I'll tell you what I know, Keith. How we only got two minutes remaining. How do we only have two minutes remaining? I got, I've got an hour's worth of content left. But I will tell you this. The population has never been more primed for a major upheaval at any point in my lifetime or of my father's lifetime. The people in charge are taking social stability for granted. They can't imagine how bad things can get and how fast because, because as we said before, no one in power today has any experience or memory of that. And uh, for a variety of reasons, the timing of, of the Jewish takeover. This is it, baby. The, 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 the timing wasn't right in 2000 or 2010 or even 2015. But it was only a matter of time. Uh, uh, you, you have many different scenarios that could bring uh, forth a, conflag uh, a conflagration. Uh, that's a tough word to pronounce. Conflagration. And it can happen it. either here or around the election or abroad and uh, with the war in Ukraine. Or it could be another year or two from now. All scenarios are in the cards. But I believe this, I, and I'll talk about this next week at the American Renaissance Conference. We are building up to a climax, and it is something that we will see. It's not something abstract that, well, in theory, in generations to come, it is something that we will see. We're in a barrel. For better or worse, and we could lose it, but there is something. I don't think we're going to lose it. I think we're going to win. I'm not even thinking about anything else, but it's going to happen, and we're going to see it, and we're going to see it soon. You use Pompeii. I, here's my example. We're in a barrel, and we hear a, a dull roar ahead, and we're floating towards it. We're actually going over Niagara Falls in a barrel, and we don't know it. We're going to see if it can be survived. I want to tell you one thing. You talked about my wardrobe tonight. I learned this from Ben Ferguson. Who's Ben Ferguson? Uh, 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 How would you describe I, I, him? A third-rate uh, guy that has trouble stringing two or three words together into a sentence. That's right. He's a, he's an establishment conservative. We were on CNN together the same night in one of my uh, appearances on CNN. And I went in there in a full suit and tie and, and dress pants and the whole nine yards, dress pants, dress uh, shoes. And he showed up in a dress jacket and tie and in pajama pants. And I said, what's this? And he said, well, you got to understand, they only show the top half of you. This is the way I always do these things. This is going to be something you can learn. <laughs> I never thought that Ben Ferguson would be your role model. You know, I, I don't even want to tell you what else he said. I'll tell you off the air. <laughs> no. Because if I tell you what I said, what he said on the air, uh -huh. he'd be gone. Uh, but in any event, but I learned from Ben, hey, that's what they do in television. We're in radio, not television. I can come in full pajamas, yeah. top and bottom, <laughs> which I do. Well, I know that the local news people wear a pair of jeans, and then they have a coat and tie above it. Well, yeah, that, but he didn't even do that. He said you can just wear shorts or you can, you can, you wear can go naked. Yeah, well, you can do anything. Anything goes. And he was right about that. I learned something. That was way back. I don't learn much anymore. I learned something then. That was back in the mid-2000s. But anyway. Hey, for all of our great guests tonight, Jason Kessler, Michael Hill, and Wilson Smith, for Keith Alexander, I will be with you next week at the American Renaissance Conference. There are still tickets available, $200, and you can meet yours truly and Keith. 
next week at Amrit. And he will he will uh, autograph your hand or your head. Uh, we'll do anywhere you want. <laughs> within reason. Good night, everybody. God bless you.